skeletal muscles the right side of figure 1.6 in the cunningham first volume shows some of the skeletal muscles of the body skeletal muscles produces movements at joint when they contract by approximating the bones or other structures to which they are attached each muscle has at least two attachments one at each end and in general crosses at least one joint the action of a muscle on the joint can be worked out from its attachment and its relation to the joint skeletal muscles are innervated by motor nerves damage to the nerves supplying the muscles result in denervation of the muscle and loss of weakness or muscle strength paralysis muscles are most often used in groups even in apparently simple movements so that paralysis of a single muscle may not be noticed except for a degree of weakness of the movements in which the muscle plays a part conducting a neurological examination on a patient suspected of having a nerve injury requires the testing of muscles supplied by the nerves muscle contract in two different ways to meet the demands placed on them isometric contraction and isotonic con- contraction isometric contraction is when the length of the muscle remains the same but the muscle undergo a change in tension isotonic con- contraction is when the tension on the muscle remains the same but the muscle undergo a change in length isometric contraction without movements occurs in all anti gravity muscles when the person is standing still the tension is developed in a muscle is equal to the load against which it is acting and it keep the body steady without any change in length another example is the tension developed in the shoulder muscle deltoid when the arm is held out stretched there are two types of isotonic contraction concentric and eccentric in the simplest of terms concentric action is when a muscle shortens to produce a movement in this situation the tension developed in the muscle is greater than the load on it on the other hand eccentric action is when the tension developed in a muscle is less than the load acting against it and the muscle lengthens to allow the movement to occur the muscle stretches gradually to control the speed and force of a movement that is opposite to the one produced when shortening For example the deltoid muscle when passes over the shoulder acts to bring about abduction of the arm from the side of the body this is its normal action when the outstretched arm is lower to the side the deltoid lengthens under tension so as to control the descent of the arm a situation different to letting the arm fall passively against gravity to test this place your left hand of your right deltoid muscle on the lateral surface of the shoulder below its tip Now abduct the arm till it's it is horizontal and feel the deltoid muscle hardening as it contracts concentric action note that as long as you hold the arm in this position the deltoid remains contracted and hard isometric contraction now slowly slow lower the arm towards the side and note that the deltoid remains contracted throughout the action eccentric co- action when a muscle shortens or one or both of its end may move but it is usual to consider one end the origin as fixed and the other the insertion as mobile the attachment which moves in is determined by other forces in action at a time and is not a an intrinsic property of the individual muscle thus muscles passing from the leg into the foot will move the foot keeping the leg steady when the foot is off the ground but will move the leg on 
the foot when the foot is on the ground similarly muscles which are used to pull downwards on a rope can also be used to climb up it the flexi part of the muscle the muscle belly is composed of bundles of muscle fibers held together by fibrous tissue with which they slide during contraction the end of the muscle fibers are attached to bone through the fibrous tissue at the times the fibrous tissue is so short that the belly appears to be attached directly to bone more usually the fibrous tissue forms long inelastic cords known as tendons or thin white sheets called aponeurosis aponeurosis depending on the arrangement of the muscle fibers tendons usually extend over the surface or into the substance of the muscle and thus increase the surface area for its attachment tendons also enable a muscle to act as a considerable distance from the muscle belly muscles of the forearm that act on the fingers change the direction of its pull by passing round a fibrous or bony pull in certain situations bones called sesamoid bones develop within a tendon tendon which are co- compressed against a bony surface the ball of the big toe are protected by a small cartilage covered sesamoid bone the sesamoid bone slides on articulates with the surface under pressure and p- prevents occlusion of blood supply to the tendon during compression when two flat sheets of muscle meet each other they usually become tendinous and their fibers interlock interdigitate to form a linear tendinous strip raphe uniting the muscles such raphe unlike tendons or ligaments can be stretched along the length by the separations of their interdigiting fibers even though the muscles forming them can't be pulled apart the flat muscles of the two sides of the abdominal wall meet in anterior median plane forming the largest raphe in the body the linea alba the linea alba stretches freely in extension of the trunk but still holds the muscles together the strength of a muscle depends on the number and diameter of its fiber the sum in some muscles the number of fibers per unit volume of muscle is in increased by oblique arrangement of fibers to the tendon like the barbs of a feather The dorsal interossei of the hands have obliquely running fibers which converge on a central tendon muscles which with this arrangement of fibers are termed bipinnate muscles pinnate means feather multipinnate muscles like the deltoid and subscapularis have a series of such intramuscular tendons the obliquity reduces the strength of each muscle fiber but this loss is compensated for by the increase in number of muscle fiber the diameter and power of individual muscle fibers are increased by exercise which causes an increase in the number of contractile elements myofibrils in each fiber muscle fibers can only contract up to 40% of their fully straight stretched length thus the short fibers of pinnate muscles are more suitable where power rather than range of contraction is required as there is a limitation to how much a muscle can contract long muscles will which cross several joints may be unable to shorten sufficiently to produce the full range of movements at all joints this is known as active insufficiency of the muscle and is exemplified by the fact that the fingers cannot be fully ex- flexed when the wrist is flexed a certain this on your own wrist and fingers 
इन द सेम वे अपोजिंग मसल्स में भी अनेबल टू टू स्ट्रेच सफिशियंटली टू अलाउ अ मूवमेंट टू टेक प्लेस दिस इज नोन एज पैसिव इनसफिशियंसी थर्ड सेट ऑफ मसल्स में भी यूज टू फिक्स अ ज्वाइंट कीप इट स्टेडी सो डैट मसल्स प्रोड्यूसिंग मूवमेंट्स कैन एक्ट इफिशियंट इफेक्टिवली दीज मसल्स आर कॉल्ड फिक्सेटर्स और सिनर्जिस्ट्स मसल्स डैट आर अटैच क्लोज टू द ज्वाइंट on which they act have little mechanical advantage over the joint which in is the fulcrum but great advantage in speed and range of movements of the bones which are the levers example attachment and action of the biceps brachii on the elbow joint in case where muscles are clustered round a joint they are less capable of movement but help in maintaining stability in all positions these muscles acts as ligaments of variable length and tension in place of the usual ligaments which would restrict movement the rotator cuff muscles of the shoulder joint are good example of such muscles they stabilize the shoulder but play little part in bringing about movements the manner in which a muscle acts on a joint depends on its relation to the joint it should be remembered however that any muscle may act concentrically isometrically and eccentrically muscles are supplied by numerous arteries and veins the main artery and the motor nerve enter the muscle at a distinct neurovascular hilum numerous small arteries enter elsewhere motor nerves entering the muscles carry impulses which cause the muscle to contract and also sensory impulses from the muscle and tendon on the amount of tension and degree of contraction of the muscle in addition nerve transmits sympathetics to the blood vessels in the muscle it is possible to stimulate contraction in individual muscle by applying an electrical impulse to the skin overlying the neurovascular hilum electromyography is a diagram diagnostic procedure based on this principle it is used to assess the integrity of the motor nerves and muscles a denervated but otherwise healthy muscle will contract when an electrical stimulus is applied to it a dystrophic muscle on the other hand will not contract on external stimulation muscles are often classified in gro- into groups by principal action they have on particular joints flexors extensor abductors adductors although this classification is commonly used it should be noted that this is not satisfactory because a single muscle may be a flexor of one joint and extensor of other rectus femoris the term flexor and extensor are used to d- designate groups of limb muscles which develop respectively from the ventral and dorsal seats of primitive muscles irrespective of the actual functions of the individual muscles the anterior divisions of the ventral rami of the spinal nerves supply these flexors muscles the posterior division supply the extensors